What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. What it do, baby? What it do, Clifford Nation? Welcome back to Shoot the Trey. I am, of course, your host, Trey Gamble, and we are back for another episode tonight. We are recapping Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals against the Phoenix Suns, the first ever Western Conference Finals home game at Staples Center. I was there last night, so I'm going to try to recap it as best as I can. It's really hard, I've noticed for myself at least, to kind of like analyze the game when I'm like actually there, uh, trying to just be in the moment. You know, I'm not really trying to analyze anything. I'm trying to just enjoy it. But um, there was some things that I picked up on. Um, I was on Twitter, you know, every time out, you know, just kind of reading, you know, what people, other people were seeing. And um, yeah, so we're going to get right into it in a second. But if you guys do not follow me on Twitter, it is at TreyLAC underscore. That is T-R-E-Y-L-A-C underscore. And yeah, so I mean, uh, I was in attendance for the game. Obviously, I'm sure a lot of you guys knew that Um, it was a really, really good atmosphere and I've never seen anything like it. Um, it was just so much fun last night. The emotions were everywhere. You know, getting your first ever Western Conference Finals win and to do it at home was just really, really special. And um, yeah, I mean, the the atmosphere was absolutely electric last night, especially in that second half. I like I didn't even think about it, but the six p.m. tip off was just such a stupid thing, especially in L.A. Because I mean, people are getting off work and you know the traffic. I didn't even think about that because at the beginning of the game. It, there were a ton of empty seats. I was like, why the hell is it so empty? But it didn't even cross my mind until after the game. Like, holy shit, like, people are coming here, like, straight after work. I mean, like, they got to go home, get the kids, and they got to get here. I mean, given all that L.A. traffic, it's going to be absolutely insane. I mean, there was a ton of people late to the game. And I was just like, where the hell is everyone, man? Why is it so empty? And then it finally hit me. I was like, fuck, dude, it's a 6 p.m. tip-off or 6.15 p.m. tip-off. But, I mean, in L.A., that's... That, that that's just that's insane man so um i'm glad i mean i'm gl- obviously i'm really glad everyone was able to you know watch the majority of the game but it's actually crazy that um uh, the nba scheduled this game at six i mean every single game in this series is going to be at 6 p.m uh pacific time as uh except for game one which was a, a nooner i believe um oh my god what is this gosh i have like a tab up and it's like playing audio from the game do not want that. Um, so yeah, we're going to get right into the game here. Um, so I was in section 117 last night. I posted a video after the game uh, where I was sitting. Because, uh, you know, the Staples Center was electric. Um, and there was a tweet last night that was going around Clippers Twitter that went, you know, pretty pretty nuts uh, around the Clipper Twitter sphere. Um, and if someone from, it was like, I don't even remember who it was, someone tweeted, um... That has obviously never ever been to a Clipper game in their life uh, until now. Um, tweeted something on the long lines of that there was no one cheering, not a single Clipper fan cheering after the game uh, during like in the halls of Staples Center, which is complete bullshit. I mean, I, where I was, we were all cheering. It was so loud after the game. I mean, you could even walking up the stairs to get into you know the all the concession stands and everything. Everyone was going crazy. We were all talking shit to Suns fans. It was insane. I don't know where she was. She must have gone out like the secret tunnel that Chris Paul must have led her to or something. I don't know. But um, I don't even know, man. It's just a really, really 
bad tweet, really ignorant tweet, just trying to put a bad light on Clipper fans. And, you know, we, we've seen that. I mean, also another tweet by a Lakers reporter. I think it was, I don't even know the dude's name. I'm not even going to give him that attention by calling their name out. But he tweeted something on the long lines of, I know it's a Clipper home game, but I mean, the fact that they're covering up jerseys and banners, it's just, it's just disrespectful in my opinion. Like, bro, you're at a Clipper home game, man. Like, <laughs> like, why would we have those uncovered? Like, I don't get it. Um, I'm not sure if the Clippers still have the Kobe jerseys uncovered. I think they covered them. I'm not too sure. I think it was just last season um, that they didn't have them uh, covered. I'm not sure what the status is on that. I, d- I don't ever look up there. Uh, I mean, obviously, because the Clippers don't have any banners, so I'm, I'm not looking at them, to be honest. I don't, I, I don't care to look up there. But they do have some, like, retired jerseys up there that weren't covered. So, and it was from, like, all different sports. I, I believe there were some Lakers retired jerseys that weren't even covered, um, if I remember correctly. But, you know, it's whatever. People are going to get mad for no reason. And then Max Kellerman tweeted after the game. He's like, congrats on the Clippers for winning their first ever conference finals game 72 years after the Lakers won their first. It's like, bro, why do you even have to, like, bring that up, man? I don't know. It's just really corny, really, really weird. Like, the the behavior on Twitter was just really weird surrounding the Clippers' Twitter. It's just weird, man. Um, You know, I don't care. We move. We're three wins away from the finals. They can all suck it. Um, So, yeah, let's get into the game, man. I mean, right off the jump, it was a pretty, pretty close game. It was really back and forth. Um, The defense from the jump was really, really good, I thought. Um, it was just a really, really good back and forth game. The Clippers got control of the game, you know, towards the end of that first, um, you know, I thought, um, I thought Paul George started out, he was in the trenches all night. He was just in the trenches. He was really fatigued. Like he's just at the point where he's just so fatigued. He's just really gutting everything out. And you got to really appreciate that, man. What he's been doing this whole postseason has been remarkable. I mean, we're somewhere, he's taken us somewhere where we've never been. I mean, these last couple of games, these last few games without Kawhi, he's putting up like 39 and 5, uh, something along that, 30 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, something along those lines, and it's just amazing to see. I mean, the whole team has stepped up. I mean, if your name isn't Rajon Rondo, you have stepped up, um, and you've been, you've been amazing. I mean, Terrence Mann, getting these minutes, he finally played some good minutes tonight. After playing just 19 minutes in Game 2, uh, he played 32 minutes tonight, which is exactly what you want to see from him. Six to eight from the field. A lot of that coming in the beginning of the third quarter. Um, he really took advantage, you know, getting to the rim, being aggressive. Um, and he's gonna be a good. He's gonna be a good shot creator, man. I think uh, he has a lot of potential to be a good shot creator. You know, a good guy to pull up in that mid range area, create his own shot. I think eventually, if he keeps working on that with the training staff and in the off season, he's gonna be really, really good at creating uh, a lot like Chris Paul. You know, creating in that mid range. You know. Um, I think it was, he's going to be good at that. Maybe not at the level of Chris Paul, obviously, but he's going to be really, really good you know, creating his own shot, I think, if he continues to work on that. I mean, Paul George was 9-26 tonight, but that has that doesn't tell you how much of an impact he had tonight. He had 15 boards, 8 assists, 27 points, was a plus 23. Absolutely insane. Um, I mean, 27 points on 26 shots is never good, but I mean... Just him being aggressive, going down to the trenches, doing his dirty work. I mean, that's all you can ask from him. I mean, he's at the point where he's just so fatigued, no matter what point we're at in the uh, series, that he's just he's he's still working hard. He's cutting through it, and that's all you can ask for, man. He's still putting up his numbers and efficiency in the playoffs. I really don't give a shit about if you're a star player. 
um, because as long as you're getting your numbers and you're helping your team win, you know, getting these good numbers, then that's all that matters. He had six turnovers tonight, but I mean, a lot of that was some really, really bad passes. Um, he got stripped by Chris Paul, or he got the ball poked out. It was a really weird call. He got the ball poked out. Um, I thought it was off of Chris Paul, but from my seat, but apparently it wasn't, but it's all good. He had two really, really bad passes on the fast break. He had one that went miles over Terrence Mann's head. Then he had another one that was just a pass to the other team. I think it was to Jay Crowder. I don't even know what it was, but um, he played 43 minutes tonight for Paul. Um, 9-26, 3 of 11 from 3. Um, but he stayed aggressive. I mean, he had that half-court shot when he was struggling. He still made that half-court shot, and he practices that every single pregame, and you saw that why you saw why he does that. I mean, um, like I said, percentages in the playoffs for me, I don't really give a shit about as long as you're helping your team win, being aggressive, you know, taking your shots, um, and Paul George has been doing that at a very high rate. Reggie Jackson tonight hit some very timely threes, 9-17 from the floor, 3 away from 3. 23 points. And Avita Zubas has the best game that he's ever had in the playoffs. 15 points, 16 rebounds. Was really, really good. I thought he really played Chris Paul well when he got switched on to him. Um, I mean, obviously, Chris Paul is going to seek out a big man and drop coverage every time. And uh, he was still able to get good contests out on that shot uh, anytime Chris Paul pulled it from the mid-range. Um, and one thing I really noticed, man, was the Clippers are not scared of Chris Paul. They're definitely more scared of campaign than Chris Paul, which is really, really crazy to say. But, I mean, campaign's foot speed is just way more valuable, in my opinion, to the Suns than Chris Paul's IQ and ability to, you know, try to attack mismatches. I think, you know, campaign's foot speed, I mean, there's no one on the team that could guard campaign or even stay in front of him. Um, so, you know, him going out at halftime was just really, really big for the Clips in terms of, you know, seeing more Chris Paul on the floor. Chris Paul's not going to blow by anyone. So, you know, especially when we went small, Chris Paul was having a really rough time um, getting, he, he was getting that shot off, but every single guy, including Luke Kennard, was really getting a good contest because I think people forget that Luke Kennard is like a good 6'5". He's going to get a good contest on the mid-range every time. Chris Paul takes it so anytime you know Luke is switched on to Chris Paul I'm not mad like I'm willing I would like the Clippers were willing to let Luke Kennard switch on to Chris Paul tonight uh that soft switch um that you know you would hate to see if it was Donovan Mitchell or Devin not Devin Booker or uh, Luka Doncic um I have no problem seeing Luke switch on to Chris Paul like that and he did his job he did fine contesting in the mid-range um any single time that Chris Paul got to it and Chris Paul is able to get to that spot every time but he's not going to blow past you and get to the rim. He's just going to stop on that mid-range area. And he's going to pull it. But as long as you're getting a good contest, I think you live with it. And uh, the Clippers live with it tonight. And they got good results. Chris Paul shot really, really bad tonight. But I will give him some credit. Or I will cut him some slack. It's his first game back in, what, I don't even know, like a week or so. Um, so, you know, he was 5-19 tonight. Devin Booker, 5-21. Uh, I mean, Patrick Beverly absolutely put Devin Booker in prison these last two games. It's been insane to watch. It's been so much fun. It's been so much fun. Given the fact that there's a lot of people out there that are part of the Pat Bev trick y'all crowd, I think it's been so much fun watching Pat Bev uh, just lock Booker up in person. Um, it's just been so much fun. And this is peak Patrick Beverly we're experiencing. I tweeted it last night. Um, I mean, Patrick Beverly, he's finally back in his rhythm, hitting his threes again. Um, he had the dagger three tonight in that left corner. It's so awesome. Uh, it's just peak, peak Patrick Beverly we're experiencing right now. I mean, last series against Donovan Mitchell, he was starting to finally round himself into form. And in this series against Devin Booker, he's just absolutely taken off. And he's just, he's just been peak 
Pat Bev and the Pat Bev that we all know and love. And it's just could not have come at a better time. And it's just so awesome to see Patrick Beverly out there balling again. And, you know, knowing you're going to get peak Patrick Beverly pretty much every night has been awesome. Playing those heavy minutes. He's played 27 minutes tonight, which is a lot for Patrick Beverly, given how much, you know, he's been limited to these past couple of uh, months in these playoff series. Um, him playing 27 minutes at full peak Patrick Beverly has been so awesome to see. And hopefully he can cont- uh, sustain it. Uh, eight points for Pat Bev tonight. Three of eight from the field. Two of six from three. Uh, four rebounds, uh, six rebounds, excuse me, an assist, a steal, and a block, excuse me. And uh, Zoo, I already mentioned Zoo. Zoo is probably uh, one of the best. He's definitely one of the best players on the floor tonight. Uh, he did really well on eight, and I thought, you know, getting a good contest anytime he was in that, that really close to the basket area. Uh, but, I mean, Aiden's really skilled, man. Uh, Nine of 13 from the field, 18 points. But I thought Zoo did a pretty good job on him. Um you know, you would like to hold eight into, you know, around 50% field goal range um, as opposed to like 60 to 70. But, you know, he's just really skilled around the basket and uh, he's going to get his points. He had like 12 early points, I believe. So, you know, uh, him falling off in that second half um, a lot was, you know, really cool to see. Uh, Aiton had uh, 18 points, nine rebounds, uh, a steal and two blocks. And I'll live with that. That's fine with me. I mean, Devin Booker had 15 points. Uh, 1-7 from 3-5-21 from the field. Him and Chris Paul combined for 10-40 from the field. That is insane. And uh, I can promise you they are not going to have that bad of a shooting night combined ever again in this series. So, um, But, I mean, the Clippers still won a convincing fashion by 14 points. Um, they have been absolutely dominant at home um, this past like month, pretty much. I mean, they haven't lost a home playoff game since the last time I was there for Game 5 against Dallas. So it's been 23 days since the Clippers have lost a home game. Um and, um, and a lot of the, these games have been won by double digits, which is insane to say. But, you know, I'm more than happy with how the team's playing. I mean, the next band mentality is, is definitely there. And uh, Kawhi Leonard was in attendance tonight and I actually saw him in his suite. He wasn't on the bench. He was with his family in one of those uh, suites and, like, the more towards the upper part of the sections. And uh, he was actually sitting behind me. I was able to actually see him. Uh, I tried to wave at him, but <laughs> he didn't. He didn't really look, but, you know, it was really cool. It was really cool to see him up there with his family and stuff. Him clapping, you know. I looked up there every now and then just to see him clapping with his kids and stuff. It's just really cute, man. It's really wholesome. Um, and just a really good all-around effort from the guys tonight. And that first half, I thought when Rondo came in, the Clippers lost any sort of mojo that they had. The Clippers took control of uh, the game in that first half. I think, I don't even remember when Rondo came in. It might have been, like, the end of the first uh, going into the second, Rondo was out there, and uh, the Clippers lost any offensive momentum that they had. I think Rondo just needs to stay on the bench as far away as possible from the Clips. I mean, I just cannot stand Rondo out there anymore. It's just really, really bad to see uh, him out there. I mean, he had like three turnovers. Uh, what, what was Rondo's line tonight? Eight minutes, 0-1 from the field. I believe he got blocked. He was a minus eight, three turnovers, just zero confidence in Rondo right now. He has zero confidence in himself, you could tell. It just sucks, man. It really sucks. Um, and shout out to all 17,222 people at Staples last night. Absolutely making the environment electric. It was just so awesome to be a part of. Um, and I would not want to be a part of it with anyone else. It's just uh, it's just an awesome experience every time you go to Staples. And if you have not gone to Staples yet, I highly encourage you to if you do. Uh, if you're able to, of course. But it was awesome, man. I'm just so happy. Uh, that we have given ourselves a chance for a night out of this series, and 
Uh, I can't wait for Saturday, man. Um, I can't wait to you know feel the electricity through my screen. It's gonna be awesome. And I think that's gonna about do it, man. I mean, we got garbage time at the end of the game. Nothing else really happened. Um, but the guys did what they needed to do. They won by 14. And uh, on to the next one, man. It's not over yet. Let's make it 2-2 going back to Phoenix. And then we have given ourselves a chance, man. It's going to be an awesome end of the series, I hope. We absolutely have to win on Saturday. So I'm excited, man. So thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys enjoyed, if you guys follow me on Twitter at TreyLAC underscore. See you guys in the next one. Peace.